The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. To okay. Get us into this. Like the episode isn't officially started. This is just preamble. Oh, is this preamble? Yeah. This, <laughs> this is preamble. Oh, is that what this? Is? Yeah. We're gonna fully amble in a minute. Yeah. But at the moment, this is preamble. Okay. This has mostly been so far uh, Andy Peters, who uh, is our guest, Charlie. I'll introduce hey. you properly in a minute, but um, just so people know who you are, if they, I guess they would have said on the episode, and James Fosdyke will have done a little piece of art of you. So yeah. really, they've done a lot of avoiding to not know it's you. But maybe this is just come on. Maybe this is in your podcast stream and you were listening to something else. I'm, and still, then not, I'm still not verified on Twitter. That still hasn't happened. Yeah. See, like I haven't reached. And I feel like you have an, a, a discerning audience that would like pick and choose by that. So like I'm not even going to bother this. I was I stayed in San Francisco last week next to my hotel was next to the Twitter offices like next door. Right. It was a hotel Whitcomb on Mission Street, if you're familiar. And it. Right next is the Twitter headquarters, and it took me like everything in my power not to like madman barge in there and just demand, or at least like pick it outside of it. Well, I mean, of, but like, what but, do I got to do? What do I got to do? Well, surely there's an in-person verification process that they should offer there at the building, right? But I should send up a if, pre-email. I shouldn't just barge but, into the Twitter office. No, but what I'm saying is they should already offer that because isn't the idea? I think of, they do. Isn't the idea of being verified just that, like, they verify that you're a real person? You are the real person who operates that account. You, right? you have to be in the public. I, which yeah, I think you're I'm, in the I'm public out there. Eye. I'm out there. You've had like comedy albums. You've been on this sure. podcast tapes. People know who you are. Sure. You're in the public eye. You're in the public eye a lot more than people I've seen verified on Twitter. This is why I do this show because it, it builds me. It builds up my self-esteem. So they should yeah, have one. You're in. right. They should have an IRL verification process at the front desk where you just come in. You go, yeah. this is my Twitter account. Look, this is clearly me. They have one independent. It could be an intern or whatever. It's not a like, laborious sort of process you have yeah. to go through. You just check that the person looks like Wait, the person. Wait, are you verified? Yeah, I'm, uh, of course. Well, I, I mean, come on. You, <laughs> of course. I mean, I know, yeah, yeah, I mean, But what on. did you do? I have to... half a million followers. Okay, calm down. <laughs> 500, 520,000 actually I don't know how many of them are so Russian it, bots So I'm assuming it came to you Like did you just show up to your Twitter account one day And a, and a blue check was there? Yeah, early on Early on when they started giving them out I was You were in the first I was in the first batch Where do you think you were in like the lineup oh. Of people, the first batch I of, reckon in Australia There was a time Because okay. I'm, not, I'm not so active in the social media in the, anymore Particularly Twitter But when Twitter first started there was this like glorious moment before it became just like full of hatred and evil and all now, the things yeah. that it is now. Like I still like Twitter and I find it useful for a bunch of things, but it's also like there's some places in Twitter that you just don't want to go anymore. There's it's some more of a, alleyways like, and laneways yeah. and streets like they've ruined the neighborhood. It's uh, it's more of a wasteland now. I've noticed like when it, when Twitter first started and I was just following comedians, 
in the early, very innocent days of Twitter, it was like, okay, I'm just getting jokes. I'm just getting, like, I've really built it where my stream is just jokes from comedians I like, and I like that. And and things have, like, infiltrated that. Well, like, when, I, when I used to first use Twitter, it was literally just, like, jokes of the news of the day. I would get up in the yeah. morning, and as I was, like, reading the newspapers and finding out what was going on, I would, like, write five, six jokes, like, about news of the day, and I would just tweet them out, and it was a really fun thing to do. And the other thing that I did was if I was bored somewhere and I had an hour or whatever, I would play, like, word games. You know, all those yeah. like great old fun Twitter word games of like, you know, you know, zombie romantic comedy and you like well, spend how, the rest like, of the hash- day. Yeah, that's how like hashtagging. It was so much fun. Yeah. I love those days. That's not, that's. That's not what it is it's now. It's not what it is now. It's like. <laughs> but I was verified in those days. That it's was, like we're like a small town. Twitter was like a small town and now it's like the town is built up into like Vegas yeah. and it's been like infiltrated by these like horrible structures that you have to like see on your way to the enjoyment because there still is like gems where you're like oh that's just like a funny oh yeah that person's funny thanks for reminding me (laughs) oh yeah there are so many people i still follow and i mean again like it's to a certain extent the twitter experience is that you can curate your own world like you know if if you are following horrible people follow some better people you don't have to follow everybody you know and so mostly what i see is you know brilliant female writers who I never would have like discovered their work if it weren't for Twitter who like day to day will write jokes that like I just look at and go that is a fantastic and brilliant joke these new comedians and new artists around the world this kind of like tapestry of people who will help each other you know you go to different countries now and you'll have comedians from those countries like you know plugging your gigs for you and like sending people out to shows you kind of like pre-know each other without meeting you can just like connect and you know it's been a really brilliant community for things like that and for journalism i mean it's fantastic like you know you're always up to date with the latest of what's going on i mean obviously by being on twitter i mean particularly in america seeing that the president you know can't keep off it and you know you you kind of need to be on twitter just to see what's going on with your leader yeah anyway we haven't started the podcast yet because we were having a conversation uh that i decided to turn on record Uh, because I wanted to uh, get this on the record. So uh, Andy is using a longer cord than the cord that I'm using. (laughs) My question is, is there any difference in how long it takes, like however sound works? Like I assume that the sound... However sound works. Sound works, it's it's very specific how sound works. Yeah. (laughs) But my argument is that sound works in a way that it doesn't, like, it'll be the same amount of time. Okay, so... Uh, let That's me, my theory. So let me ask you this then. But I also don't know how sound works. Right, so let me ask you this. <laughs> does sound... When you talk into the microphone, right? Yeah. Does the sound travel through the cord no. to the machine? Because the... Like, the cord has to be plugged into the machine. You mean the sound we're making? Yes. Does so that travel through the cord? Is it traveling through the cord? Because if we unplug the cord, it wouldn't travel, right? <laughs> You hear what I'm saying, right? So, if does you're an audio sound, technician, we could does do the sound actually travel through the cord? Because if it travels through the yeah. cord, wouldn't then the distance no, no, no. of the cord the electrical current the... travels through the cord? So what? So a message is sent to the mechanism of yep. the microphone, and that, and this is where I, this is where my audio knowledge drops off. <laughs> And that somehow gets the audio thing. Right. I'm slowly making okay. my way to your side of the conversation. <laughs> the sound travels through the cord. But Eureka. No, but that's my, how sound is made. I guess my question is, even if it's the electricity that travels through the cord, whatever, that's carrying the sound. Yeah. I don't know. Does it wouldn't it still take longer? Like it's if, some kind of wouldn't like, it take longer if the cord's longer? Or not? 
Or does that just not matter at all? So you're saying like electricity is like the monk that helps you up the Himalayas and you're the sound and like without, and you like, and sound gets to the thing by following like a guide and that's how electricity works. Is that what you're saying? Well, the audio attaches itself to the electricity. That's your understanding. <laughs> well, what's your understanding? Okay. What's your understanding of how the sound of what we're saying gets to the gets, thing, gets into the zoom. <laughs> how do you think the sound of what we're saying? Sidebar. Right now I want gets every podcast to start this way. <laughs> Where the, t- the people doing the podcast are like, let's, you know, we this is episode 309, and we have yet to figure out how this gets to that. Well, but I... But it is tricky. But it's tricky, right? I had to do an interview recently because, like, somehow, because Charlie and I started doing TOEFOP uh, nearly eight years ago now, yeah. um, we certainly weren't amongst the first people to do podcasts, but I guess now that podcasts have become so ubiquitous, ubiquitous you i can't say that but so everywhere and there's so many of them it feels like if you've been around for eight years you've been around forever that's what yeah it, and so suddenly we're being like asked as experts of like oh well you were here from the start and i'm like wow actually <laughs> it was pretty much all built by the time we got here is um, it true that like the very first podcast was the one out of or one of the first was that one out of vancouver stop podcasting yourself is that i've heard that's one of the like old old early one i mean that wouldn't surprise me and i've been listening to oh yeah dude for like 10 years yeah you know like there's been podcasts that have been around for for much longer and charlie and i started ours because we like smodcast the kevin smith scott Mosier yeah, yeah. podcast and so but anyway i was asked the other day all these expert questions about podcasting if only they, they should have just tuned into this episode yeah. and heard how on top of how the process <laughs> works so you should how does the sound get from these microphones into the recording machine? But how now, does that work? Now, if anybody asks you in the future, you could Does it matter if the calls are them to this episode? Meanwhile, they like listen. He's like, this guy knows what he's doing. And they listen to this episode. He's like, no, it's can't. We can't. This guy does. <laughs> doesn't. It, well, but does anyone know how it works? Because it's. it's <laughs> because I really want to. The length of the cord. All I'm, I guess I'm asking at this point is, does the length of the cord matter at all? And if it doesn't matter at all, that means that there's some process that happens. So imagine if the cord, and I, I'm sure this is not how it works, obviously, but I'm no. just saying as a dumb person, like if I just imagine the two cords as two tunnels and one of the tunnels is longer than the other tunnel and the thing that is traveling through the tunnel like the car or whatever the train is traveling at the same speed See, it would take is... longer <laughs> to get through the longer tunnel than it would to get through the shorter tunnel but you have this understanding that the audio <laughs> is like traveling a journey i don't think that that's how it works well, i think that, doesn't work i then? think the message is collected and like collected yeah. and then it's shot over to the other thing and uh-huh. it doesn't matter how long the thing is it, it it's set to the so, but it just immediately gets there yeah because this is just all like the connection from this thing to that thing it so it shouldn't matter that cord could be like 90 meters and it wouldn't matter it'd still get to this computer at exactly the same time because i feel like i think the experiment we could do <laughs> is we run like a really long cord and i just like go out we continue this podcast and i like go out into the street and i don't think it would. Be, I don't think it would take like 13 seconds. I, there wouldn't be a delay between you and me, I don't think. Okay, here's the thing that I'm going to say <laughs> secondly. It's like, isn't it amazing, don't you think, that someone worked out how to do this? 
Yeah. Like as human beings, it was Morris code. That was the first, wasn't it? The guy, the Samuel Morris. Yeah, but that's he a, figured this out. That's one guy tapping <laughs> shit. Like, but it got to another place. Yeah, but since then, like now, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. But like, I mean, I remember the first time I was in New York City and I was on the phone to someone in Australia and I was losing my mind at like how good technology it got that I could actually be on like a mobile cellular phone in New York City and be talking to someone in Australia. Yeah. And now that we have like, we have video calls. That just happened. Like that was that thing that for a while was a punchline. Like where are our video calls? Yeah. And then we just have them now and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, okay, we got video calls. Like well, that's how, how did someone work out how to make your face, if we were doing this on Skype, how would we make your face and my face be able to talk to each other without cords? Like that's amazing. But see, but how that's does someone also, work that out? That's also audio traveling to a thing though. That the, the laptop clicks the audio and that has to, how does that work? How does it get there straight <laughs> away? Like, don't you feel like that's like, just how does it get there, there straight away? there was like away? a council of podcasting that you had to meet with once a year to keep your podcast going, they would like turn on this episode and be like, uh, Mr. Anderson, do you want to explain to the tribunal your understanding of how audio works? And then you would just play this and think, I don't know. And then there would be like, rumblings of like negativity to each other but you know how sometimes people who love science you know and believe, believe in science and believe in science as an explanation for how the world works yeah. and i would put I think that's what you should do i would put myself in that category as well but sometimes that can mean that you then can be dismissive perhaps of those who believe you know in more religious things and stuff like that right and sometimes you hear people say oh you believe that like a burning bush talked to a man and i'm like yeah but like scientists yeah. believe yeah, like, but what if that was the on, first Wi-Fi? Right, but also how does that, how does that, how do I talk to somebody in another country and they hear me straight away? How does that work? And how does that message not bump into all the other people who are trying to do that at the same time? How does that work? <laughs> That's crazy. A burning bush makes heaps more sense that talks to you than fucking anything that we actually do in our society. I think there's so many like radio waves and microwaves and things like that in the air that eventually like that will be like the pollution. You're going to see waves like everywhere you go. Do you think that's our future? Uh, oh. Or do you think I just wrote the greatest sci-fi series ever known to man called Waves? This is no, this is the pod, mate. Where you have to weave through radio waves and they become so thick that they're visible. No, he, I've got a twist on it. I feel like this is called, <laughs> it's called the Podmaid's Tale. It's a take on the Handmaid's Tale, obviously. Uh -huh. It's a post-apocalyptic world where we realize that podcasters are, have been the great polluters of our society. <laughs> it is the, all the extra... So now it's underground, like yeah, an underground thing, society. Oh, we find out the thing that's causing uh, the climate change is actually too many podcasts. Yeah. It's clear, they're taking up all these radio waves and they discover the only way to fix it is to get rid of all the podcasters. So the po podcasters become this under-society, yeah. I guess. Well, with my understanding of... Airplane. I still don't understand how uh, waves affect flight because they don't seem to actually do it. And you think that if now with all the waves that as soon as like the airplane got into like Landingville, is that what they call it? Yep. Landingville. I think that's the official term. <laughs> Sorry about the mumbo jumbo. We obviously don't like to normally get that technical on this podcast. It's for everybody. But yes, I think uh, that is the term they use. Yeah. <laughs> Landingville. Yeah. And with all the waves that my point is that they would like go off course and every plane would not land properly. If their real concern is because when you get on a plane, they're like, turn off anything that right. forms a wave because this whole goddamn thing will go down. Well, that's in, their big worry. 
in my uh, my in air incident, my Wagga Wagga incident, that we had a big conversation about. I wasn't uh, going to bring it up off air. No, well, because I'm saving I'm saving most of uh, most of it for the yeah, show that I'm going to do next year. I want you to, I want you to have it have it for you. Yeah, and I want and but. You know what? Occasionally along the way, if something comes up, we can talk about it. It's okay. <laughs> so um, that was uh, one of the things that I actually did do wrong. Like it's one of those flights where like I think that the majority of what happened was not beyond my control and was not oh. of my fault. But I did do something wrong on that flight, which was um, I sent a tweet about my, my seat being moved uh, after they told us to see how's that possible uh, you didn't have oh you were on their uh in-flight wi-fi no 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 no, no. It, my phone was still on because i was getting moved right so i hadn't turned off my phone because the time where they tell you to turn off your phone was when i was being moved to the other seat so okay. when i got to the other seat i send this message now we're still on the ground we haven't started takeoff or anything like that however it turns out that by the letter of the law they had already said turn off your phone when i sent my tweet so Technically, I had done that. So we had not taken off. We hadn't started. Let the record show. Let the record show. (laughs) If they'd wanted to finger me Al Capone style. Yeah. If they wanted to get me on the technicality, if they like, I got cleared of everything else and they go, ha ha. We still got you on the the ill time tweet. (laughs) Still got you on the ill time tweet. If this case was like an episode of Law and Order, it'd be the moment. Where like the whole courtroom silences and they're like, let's uh, let's bring your attention to the date on the tweet right. that you sent. What time did you say that you were arrested, Mr. Right. Anderson? Yeah. That's the, it would be the gotcha moment of <laughs> this this relatively low stakes episode right. of Law and Order. <laughs> yeah. I, if this was like <laughs> the opening scene is your situation and they play it out as this long investigation into the court part. Before you know how it's split into two sections, the uh, it's the law and the yeah, order. Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't get to the order portion, I'd be too bored <laughs> in the law portion. No, I think that's I'd be like, Why are they investigating? This? I think this is what happens at the end. It's like one of those things where someone's mostly cleared, but like gets fined on a technicality. Oh, the twist, not the that I twist? did, not that I did, but if you know, to play it out for the law and order scenario, like you know. <laughs> That's what it is. And at the end, they have that little conversation on the courtroom steps of going, well, I guess no one's fully good or bad, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I guess we never will know. I guess we'll never know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes. uh, All right. Uh, So what have you been up to, uh, uh, Andy Peters? What's been going on in your life? What's... uh, Well, hello. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I forgot to do the intro. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. And uh, joining me is guest Charlie Clawson, Andy Peters. Hey, how's it going? Yes. Now, this is officially... We're in the episode. We're in the episode? Yeah. So we shouldn't mention how we started the the pre-episode? No, no, no. That will... Where we figured out how electricity works. No, but that that will... I'm, I'm... I'm not starting now. I'm just saying this is officially. It's all oh, gotcha. It's all canon, but that's a preamble. It's all canon. This is this is now official amble. This is 100% amble from now on. I want one of your listeners to like chart out what the canon is of this podcast and the different directions that goes in. It would be conflicting. <laughs> that's what it would be, and it has its own worlds. That's what I actually do like about it as well, though, because obviously. You know, the nature of this podcast is often I have people on, you know, who regularly do the podcast and then we kind of get to have our own little worlds and our own little, it feels like you're playing some, sometimes like doing faux fop, particularly of my podcast, like some sort of, you've been given a hall pass. Like yeah. Charlie, Charlie's my wife, but we've been together a long time. <laughs> yeah. And then like, he's like, you know what, when you're overseas, 
You don't have to be thinking about podcasting with me. You can podcast with whoever you want. You go off, you have some fun, but when you're back home, it's back to us just podcasting <laughs> together. And you're like, wow. it's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of, so it's you good. get like free reign. A little open podcasting. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's nice for people like me because we're like, we're like guest adjacent. We can always have that future hope that you come into town like you did. Right. But the last time I saw you, Donald Trump had just been elected and we haven't really kind of seen each other. What have I done since then? Oh, I did. Uh, How, how's America? Oh, done I met then? I met the uh, other Andy Peters. Have I told you oh, about this? No, no. The other Twitter. Yeah. I think I've talked about this where I, I didn't get at Andy Peters. We are familiar with this because mm -hmm. there is another. Are we going to say more popular? Andy Peters. I, I don't think he's verified either. We're both right. in this oh, seat. Oh, you're both unverified. We're in like a, we're like in a neck and neck uh, uh, race to be the official Andy race. Peters. Slow is race. there is there any chance that you are keeping each other away from the title? Because at this stage, if that is happening down at Twitter headquarters, they're, they're like, to, "Who's who?" Well, they're like, "Who's going to be the verified? Who do we verify?" Who, they don't want to put their money on the wrong horse. They don't want to put <laughs> their I, money on the wrong Andy Peters. You know. So I, I stay next to uh, Twitter headquarters and I wanted to barge in. Yeah. Uh, uh, chances are, like the other. Andy Peters would have beat me there or he also would have like spoken to them like so we already spoke to an Andy Peter <laughs> funny interesting you should say that Andy Peters should be verified because we verified an Andy Peters earlier today and I'd be like Andy Peters and it's but it's my enemy is my name that's my favorite part of it this because <laughs> we we look almost exactly alike and we're like the same age and he's just like a, a bald white guy who lives in Omaha, Nebraska named Andy Peters. And for the longest time, I we like we became pals by both being we would share like Andy Peters business <laughs> oh, <laughs> with I, each other like I, on Twitter. I, I'm friends with a Will uh, with one L Anderson, uh, who is a car, car dealer of some kind uh, in, Amer in, a, in America somewhere. But the funny thing is that sometimes he's also a one L Will. Yeah. And, and sometimes I forget that we're friends because he's like stuff just won't pop up because he mostly just, you know, posts family stuff and stuff's about trucks and whatever. And occasionally <laughs> I'll forget that I follow him and I'll think, I don't remember posting about trucks. <laughs> like I'll see some post and I'll be like, when did I post about trucks being good value at the moment? Oh, hang yeah. on. That's not, that's the other world. It's the other world. You were right about fiberglass in your truck bed, Will. And I'm we like, don't... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> But the thing I was going to say about Twitter, well, this would be maybe because I saw the other day that there's some dating app where you can... Like, but I want to tell you the story. I met him. I met him in Omaha. Well, I mean, okay. You you tell the story and then I'll get back to the Twitter verification. That's good. We can do it in that order. Right. Because we're both... I mean, give me this information and not him because I, I'm really quite concerned because he has the handle I want, yeah. which is at Andy Peters and I'm at Andy underscore Peters. Yeah. And he's like... uh. We're almost neck and neck of popularity of our separate disciplines. He's like a tech blogger, but no one's really like paying attention to him. And I'm mm. like a comedian that like no one's paying attention to. So we're on this both like, hey, we're both in the future. We're both going to need the like Andy Peters handle. But he beat me by literally like two days. When I first started using Twitter, I realized that like two days ago and Andy Peters took it, took right. at Andy Peters. So long story short, I uh, did... A festival what was it like two months ago in omaha nebraska and he just like showed up out of the blue <laughs> to the show i was headlining a show and um he just like approached me he's like do you know who i am i'm like you're andy peters because we like know it was like a weird 
moment of because i used to take his pictures and like mock them and be my profile picture right and he would like post up on like he's like a car guy like he's into sports cars and he would like take pictures along random like maseratis and things like that so for the longest time i was doing that with my profile picture but with like dodge stratuses and like just my car but matching the pose that he would do and and people for the longest time were like sending us people were confused like that we're trying to reach right. him we're sending me like tech blog questions and people are trying to reach me. We're telling him like good show last night. <laughs> right. Because you've taken something that's already confusing yeah. and made it even more confusing. And we had to enter They don't this have any of the systems they can differentiate you by. They can't look up the official one on Twitter. There's no verification. Yeah. We're both in a wasteland. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a race. Uh, we, I brought him onto the stage in Omaha. I confronted him. I don't think he knew he was coming on stage, but I, conf I confronted him live in front of an audience I wanted witnesses and I asked him politely for at Andy Peters and he wouldn't give it to me well here's what I I would say is I think he's going to be biased in this firstly like I mean he, he wants to keep it it's a race to verification but also what's, second, what's happening now. secondly I would say that there's a part of him who doesn't want to see you succeed because I just think <laughs> I just think I th well that he wants to be the being the other Andy Peters I'll say that's true because I kind of want him right. to like maybe get uh we're probably thinking on the same wavelength of like, he's probably like, dude, come on, comedy's your hobby. You don't do it enough. Right. Maybe just. This is my job. This like, is my life. Man. Like, no, this is. And but same for him. Yeah. Like I don't. I went to his website and it was kind of scarce with actual like uh, tech input and tech advice. Like he hadn't updated it since like January, and I wanted to be like, hey, come on, man, maybe yeah. you know, get serious about this. Yeah. Is this, is this an Andy? <laughs> Are you a tech blogger? Yeah, is this an Andy Peters attitude <laughs> or not? Because I don't think like the real Andy Peters. Now we like build each other about this. <laughs> But it might be like if I went into Twitter offices well, and, this, and said like, "Well, this is what I was going to say." Yeah, is like I think that Twitter. He's should, holding me back. I think that Twitter should bring in a whole new thing <laughs> where Twitter have like verification, but then they have an extra level of verification where they actually decide who is the legitimate holder of that name. Right. So I tried to do that. There, live. Can, I, there can only be one. There can only I, literally be one of any kind of name. So like if I have to be up against all the other Will Andersons who yeah. are in society to be who is the verified Will Anderson at any time. Now it can change because if another Will Anderson gets a like a golden streak coming on, you know, they might go by me. It's not like a, a title yeah. that you're going to have forever, but they can take it away. But you, you are like... Passed by by another Will Anderson. Yeah, yeah, I might be, right? If Adam yeah. West, TV's The Batman, had gone back to his original name, Will Anderson then I would have only been wow. the second best known Will Anderson going around. We, I would have had this problem. Yeah. and uh, but That, our, that, our envir that environment blogger from The Guardian in the UK, whose name's Will with two L's, Anderson, but we do look similar enough that some people I bet have confused us over the years. Really? Yeah, I bet he's occasionally wished me dead. Just occasionally. I would go as far as hoping that Omaha Andy Peters... Talking to the microphone. Yeah, I... Um, <laughs> sorry. It's, lower, it's lowering itself. How yeah. does audio work? <laughs> How does volume work? Not like that, apparently. <laughs> you, cer you certainly have to talk into the cord. I didn't. You, I just let you, it go. Even and if you don't think the cord is integral to this process, from what I was hearing in my headphones... Was it a slow drift? Because that's what I realized. It was slowly just drifting away. No, these microphones aren't good enough that you get a slow drift. You get all or nothing. You get amplification or you get off mic. No, I mean... Like, yeah, was my volume positions. slowly drifting? No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there is, it, like, it would feel like it was a slow drift, but the problem is you're really just getting amplified or not amplified on these mics. So the minute it goes to not amplified, you just hear nothing. Oh, okay. You're off mic. You just went from on to off mic. So what I did was... <laughs>
<laughs> Welcome back to We're Welcome Talking back. About Sounds. <laughs> Welcome back to Audio Talk. We should probably just hire an audio guy. It's like way down. It's like season six of Audio Talk, which is like an NPR show, yeah. uh, like a car talk, except it's two like non-audio people. That's, <laughs> that's our podcast. <laughs> two audio guys, non-audio guys trying to describe audio. This week, Apple TV. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Do you have to All your sponsors, in? you don't know how it works. Use Squarespace. Don't know how that works. We don't know how to. <laughs> Says it's for idiots, but we can't work it out. Use Postmates. That's a mystery to That's me. That's a mystery. Hang on. <laughs> Who picks up your mail? Someone picks it up? Hang on. What? We are going to live in a future where we're just delivering, like, things to ourselves. I really think, I've talked about this. Soon. Uh, like, postal Soon. service is gone. I'm worried about, I was hanging out in San Francisco with my in-laws, and I'm really concerned about that generation, that gap of like, uh, like my father-in-law will still do a daily search for a newspaper, like he needs a yeah. paper, newspaper, and we were just like walking around tourist sites, and he was like, he thought like GPS and cell phone was like still this mystery, like he kept asking like, how are you doing that? Like, how are you, how are we getting to these places? Like, oh, we're, I'm just using my cell phone. And that, like he didn't have that as, like he kept having to be reminded that that's a thing that we can do. Because <laughs> he like some, doesn't have a cell phone. I saw some pe people in Montreal using a map and I was just like, <laughs> I don't even know they sold maps. Are you pirates? Yeah. Like, where'd you find a map? But then later, literally one they day... They quickly put their map away. But one, like, nothing, nothing to see here. But one day later, one day later, I got lost on the way to a gig and my phone had no reception. So I bet those they, I would have enjoyed a map in that moment. But I, I, well, the thing I was going to say about... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I figured out how audio works. Do you want to hear? No. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your story. Tell no. me your story. No. <laughs> Tell me your story. You were talking about getting verified. No, I, no, I wasn't. I'm still trying to get verified. <laughs> no, okay, I yes. keep bringing you, it back yeah, to that. You just want to be verified. I did find out that. No, I would like a battle of people for the ultimate of their names. I that's guess what that's I was going to say. That's that, what I that, did yeah. in Omaha. I brought him to the stage and yeah. I did exactly that. I asked the audience, "Who do you think we like did our stats?" Clearly, I was more comfortable on stage. He's like, he lives. I, I think it's like a basement. Like a, I imagine it's a basement situation. I mean, if nothing else, <laughs> how about that just as a TV show? Like, we don't do it for everybody, right? It's too exhaustive process to find it for everybody. But yeah. the, t the TV show is just called, like, you know, Best Phil or whatever, right? <laughs> and it's like a 20-week, like, to find the best person. Like, Best Phil Johan, but specifically. Yeah, but that's we're what I mean. This Every week, year. This week on, yeah. maybe it's called Best Phil. <laughs> yeah, it's called Best Phil just because that's the this first one. This week on Best one, Phil, we're like, going to find the best Sam, Sam Jacobson. Right. And every week. And then it cuts to the three, like, I'm Sam Jacobson. Yeah. yeah. I'm at Sam underscore Jacobson. Right. I'm at the real Sam Jacobson. <laughs> and, you, and then, like, a whole battle happens. Right. I a like series it. of skills to find the ultimate person of your name. And then you get the, you know, you get the Twitter verification. The others have to change their name. They have to change their name. It's so, it way, is almost right? like currency yeah. these days. I find that that in, like, it's entertainment currency. Yeah. And also just it'd be currency in social situations. Yeah. Imagine, like, inviting someone to dinner. You're like, hey, uh, who's coming over to the dinner party? You know, uh, Phil oh. Davis is going to be there. The, the Phil <laughs> Davis. 
the Phil Davidson. The Phil Davidson. Phil Davidson, Phil Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get that bad. See, so I got to be Andy. I got to be Andy Peters to that. Well, that's maybe that's what we call the show. Ultimate Andy Peters. Because we start with you. Because it comes out of you wanting to be the ultimate Andy Peters. But then it develops into a Am I hosted? Am I hosted? Well, yeah, yeah, hosted by Andy Peters. Can we really like be executive or, producers on that? Someone's well, going to beat us to this idea if we it's, don't. It's whichever Andy Peters actually wins the competition and gets to host the show. That's yes! The, that's the first episode. Yes. That's the thing you send out to all the press and whatever is like, we actually... We're picking the host of this whole show, <laughs> show. on our first episode. Yeah, Are you show, still interested? The show's called Ultimate Andy Peters. Ultimate Andy Peters. And, the, and the prize in Ultimate Andy Peters is to host the TV show Ultimate Andy Peters. Because there's another one that would be qualified to host. There's a British presenter named Andy Peters who's like... Yes. I've talked to Matt Kirshen about this. He's like fa- super famous. Super famous. Yeah. I'm like in the middle, middle tier. Like if you Google... But he spells his with an I, which I thought ladies did. And is, it, is, is Andy Peters, the British comedian, a black comedian? Yeah. Yes. But he's like a kid's show so presenter too, and he's like really famous. Here's what I'm going to say about that then. This is my question you know here. Is, no, I don't. Um, but, uh, <laughs> well, my question is this. This would then make it even more interesting, right? You know, I mean, when you get sort of the black Andy Peters up against yeah. the white Andy That's Peters. That's what we would call him on the I game mean, show. What, no, but I mean... You, my point being, suddenly there's like a lot more intrigue in the community of going, yeah. like it's more just about like, you know, you know, black people are heaps better at being Andy Peters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Who would you rather have host this show? Yeah. A white Andy Peters yeah. or a black Andy Peters? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like my whole argument. It's like, Is he racist? <laughs> it's a weird, like, you know, sometimes if you go for a Hollywood casting and they're clearly casting for a type, you're essentially sitting in a room full of people who yeah. look like slightly different versions of you. This is like the opposite of that, where they're all really different, but you just all have the same name. <laughs> so they come out with a clipboard and they're like, Andy Peters. Andy Peters? And everybody stands <laughs> up. <laughs> The only, I think, like, the only thing of, we know about this character is that their name is Andy Peters. It can be anything else. Well, what would be the, like the things they would judge would be like the rate in which you tweet. And I think he's got me beat there. But. He sends like he's a tech dude. So he's sending all these, but they're not funny. And I get really upset when people mistaken us because I'm just throwing jokes out there. Well, this and is he's time. like, make sure you use a two pronged C wire. He would probably, we should probably get a hold of him and he could probably help us with our audio situation. Is there any chance that you guys could help each other out? Is there any chance that instead of we like, talked, we're like friends now we've yeah. met in person and he, he did offer me like, uh, uh, I think he feels sorry for me. So he's like offering me like help with like getting me. He kind of wants to see me have the more followers. Cause I think he kind of sees it as like a pity thing. Like you're well, what, like, you're the comedian. What about the fact that like, is there, is there some fun thing? Like, Famously on this podcast, we've talked previously about the guy who uh, used to respond to all Russell Crowe's uh, workouts on uh, Twitter by just like posting that he'd done slightly increased workouts to the one that Russell Crowe had done. It's one of the fun, like literally. So Russell Crowe would post his workouts. So it'd be like, yeah, rode six kilometers today, did you know, 20 sets of push ups, like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And this guy would just always respond, like, Oh, great. I rode seven <laughs> kilometers, did 30 sets of push-ups, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't matter what the tweet was. And it went on for ages until Russell eventually like blocked him and it was the fun was over. But it was good times. Maybe there could be something you do with this other Andy Peters. When he tweets text things, is there some sort of comedy riff that you Ooh. can kind of like subtweet? So you kind of get a double dose of Andy Peters. It'll be called, let Peters. me get this straight. And every yeah. single tweet, <laughs> yeah. I do a multiple tweet saying, all right, let me get this straight. Yeah. There's a new Samsung coming out. Right. <laughs> and it has it has curved lens technology. Does that 
make a difference? Let's let's talk about, and I just put up charts of like concave and convex lenses. Like, let's break it down. How are you gonna, what does it do to improve anything? <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if like, just every time he explains something, you also just explain it. Yeah. Like, it's like, you do matching. Well, cause see, if people do have some specific yeah. things. He right. has a column on at, like a Omaha tech column. Yeah. Uh, and like he'll, so he uses his Twitter account for that purpose. People would be like, I'm trying to, uh, like we could probably tweet our situation, uh, which is just the question, how does audio work? <laughs> In a general sense, <laughs> <laughs> if you could just dumb it down for two idiots, does this, the size of the cord matter at all? Oh, what do I do? I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I make my money. Anyway, how does sound work? <laughs> Anyway, I feel like you're avoiding the question. Well, I think this was the point I was trying to make in the first place is, isn't it amazing that two idiots who understand so little about this <laughs> yeah. can still live in a world where somehow we can record this right now and then people all over the world, touch wood, hopefully will be able to download this and listen and listen to this podcast. Yeah, that it's still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still, sh I'm shocked that it's, it's like still a thing. The rate in which, like when I go to podcast festivals, that's amazing to me because it's kind of like, how do you, I don't understand the time of, of listening to podcasts, like the, to have multiple ones you listen to. It's a lot, just hours in the day. That's a lot of time. Just got to get rid of some of your friends. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You got to get rid of these. Like, you know, I'm mostly now just listening to podcasts and having conversations with people on podcasts, and I've just cut out any irrelevant chitter chatter in between. <laughs> you do like what when I'm hanging out with you, it is usually like this <laughs> where there's microphones in front of us. Right. It feels weird when there's not microphones in front of us. Yeah, we went and got lunch earlier, and it was like there was a few times where we were really starting to get deep into some funny riffs. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is just like, wasted on the street. Well, yeah. we're waiting for a sandwich. This is. <laughs> I mean. That's why. That's why the uh, long cords could come into play. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can get far enough away go from all each the other. Way down to that restaurant. Right. Be great if I, there was a little street party um, uh, out here. Yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, that. in in my street. This I think it was like a. I think it was thrown by the local like constabulary of some kind uh, as a way of like, you know, some sort of community outreach sort of thing. But essentially, it was just a whole bunch of <laughs> just your street. <laughs> yeah. I mean, small yeah, time. We don't go down North King Road enough. No. Oh, hang <laughs> Should on. we throw a street festival? I'm thinking street Let's festival. Let's not give out the exact address of where I live, dude. Dolph Lundgren lives in this building, and we oh, have to be right. respectful <laughs> of Dolph's right. privacy. And what I mean is, we've talked about the fact that he lives in this building. Maybe another benefit in, like, on this <laughs> yeah. podcast, so I don't give away too much about where he lives. Do you think we could get him as a guest? Uh, uh, that's on, my on ultimate dream. Like, I don't think he's here at the moment. I think he's overseas working, but... Um, I'd love to. I'd love to just like bump into him one day, start talking about podcasts, and just have, just have him all on your the podcast. Audio <laughs> just like, just yeah, just invite him in and go, hey, uh, sorry, Chance, hey. you understand how. Uh, There's two microphones turned on over there. Audio works. <laughs> you, uh, you, would have you wouldn't be able to help me with something in my apartment, would you? There's just one thing I don't know how it works. Get him in here, have them on, and I go. So when I talk through that, you talk through that one, and you I'll talk, talk through, through that. this one. Hold on, okay. What yeah. are you? So I'm hearing us at the same time at the moment. Can you just keep talking to me Will for say an, me hour for an hour, and then just is that okay? Will you describe what it's like to be He-Man just yeah. for audio purposes? Just for audio purposes. So Creed Two, I hear. Like the pressure yeah. of carrying an iconic character like He-Man, you're still carrying that to this day. Talk about that. Yeah. Anyway, so. At a nice end of the mic, talk about that. Yeah, just if you just talk about <laughs> Rocky Four, just yeah, into the mic. Yeah. 
Just into the mic for for sound purposes. Just to help <laughs> again, me out. for sound purposes. A neighborhood thing. We're with Dolph Lundgren for again for audio purposes only. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Just for audio. <laughs> that would be a funny concept for a whole podcast. What just uh, for testing purposes only, and the whole <laughs> thing is episode to episode. You're tricking big stars <laughs> into doing a podcast that they're unaware that they're a part of. Well, uh, firstly, I think technically that's probably illegal. I don't think you're not meant to. You know, we don't got it. We don't. I think you're not meant to record people without their permission. That's one of those sticking points they tend to go with. Um, Secondly, but just like, but no, but it's, but, but you consent it. You do something to trick them into consent (laughs) (laughs) for audio purposes. (laughs) This is from Andy's speech he makes on college campuses. (laughs) Uh, No, here's the thing that I was going to say was that it, it does it does remind me of that like horrible genre of online pornography. Uh, which is along the lines of we've, tricking people. We've tricked, yeah, tricking people. <laughs> like too much. Like whatever else you think <laughs> about the morality of pornography. Yeah, I have a real issue with pornography that's about tricking people. Yeah, even if you understand or hope, at least in my world, that it's only fictionally about tricking people, and they all sign consent forms and got paid and whatever, and it's just the premise is that they're tricking people. But anything where it's like we lured these girls here and the pretense they're going to be in a music video, yeah, and then. Like, yeah, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, that's just that's not just nice. Like, yeah. no, don't, why can't you just, you're not a cab driver? Why can't you just have filmed adult sex on tape without making it gross? Yeah, don't have to trick them into it. Like, so you hold out for the professional quality, like years down the road when they've signed some contracts. You know, you know, it turns me on when they've been tricked several times. Good working conditions on set with people who are respectful of their life choices. You know, it gets, uh, you know, it gets me hard at the start. A consent form, HR department, yeah, HR department, <laughs> making a little speech <laughs> and doing a set inspection. Listen up, folks. Yeah, listen up. We're not tricking anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is an up and up pornography operation. Yeah. you know what I enjoy about these videos? The bit at the start where they interview Trixie, not about her favorite sex positions, about how her college course she's funding through this work is going. <laughs> That's what gets me hard. Now I'm supporting. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm supporting a future. Yeah, hearing how <laughs> hearing how proud her family are about how we're putting ourselves through college. That's what gets me erect. You know what? Don't take that away from me. Yeah. You know, there's other businesses you can get into. You can make a lot of money on the internet. But you went pornography, and I have no problem right. with that. Exactly. I'm sex positive. Everything's <laughs> fine. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yes. So, Ultimate Andy Peters. It would be a good TV <laughs> show. That's all I'm saying. But it could apply to so many other names. You could do it to any person. Yeah, but it's like being John Malkovich. Was it like it could have been about anyone? No, that was about a bunch of John Malkoviches. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't at all about what we're talking about. That was about a bunch of. That was about living inside of the head of John Malkovich. <laughs> right, but if they hadn't, been we're a, talking about people who just like share the same name. Yeah, but hey, no. But I'm saying this is, yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand to a certain extent what you're saying, but my point is this. Would Spike Jones? It was Spike Jones, right? Yeah. Being John Malkovich. So you're telling me <laughs> that Spike Jones goes away and he conceives of this awesome movie, right? Being John Malkovich, yeah. where like a whole bunch of John Malkoviches live inside the brain of John Malkovich, right? And you can visit and you can go inside the brain of John. Mal- yeah. Okay. This That's what happens when he goes inside his own head. Right. But this is everything becomes John Malkovich. Yes. But this is my point, being, and it's called being John Malkovich. Yeah. And it won like awards and it's like a really famous classic film, right? So are you telling me that if he hadn't been able to get John Malkovich, like he writes this script 
And he goes, can you send it to John Malkovich? And John Malkovich It was originally forward. being John Cusack. Right. <laughs> My point is, he's not going to toss the whole fucking project just because, I mean, right. Malkovich, Malkovich might have been the first choice and the only choice. But the point being, if you wrote something as good as being John Malkovich and Malkovich passed, you're at least going to like send it to a couple other people. Do you know what I mean? You're going to just say, leave it like dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Being, uh, being you, if you like. Yeah. Like, like do you mean? Depending who you yeah. Being Adam Sandler. Being Al Pacino. I watched like, Being Al Pacino. But wouldn't you, don't you think that he could have made it with Adam Sandler and made it kind of a, a, a twist on some sort of like a darker, like you could, or you can make it with being, I don't know, who's like a, like a. I'd watch being, uh, I would watch being Michael Keaton. I'm always fascinated by go. the career of Michael being Keaton. Being Michael Keaton. And what he does on a day-to-day He'd be day perfect basis. in yeah. that role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, they should have like made that a whole franchise where that's what they kept doing. <laughs> They're like, it's, oh man, are you going to go see being part 18? <laughs> That'd be great. It's because like James Bond, they change it over to being a new person. Yeah. And you just be like every, you just remake Every the film. time is they just keep doing it. They keep finding more of those and it's different people. Like the room that you go into the head where that's in the half floor. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Spoilers. There's like a, oh yeah. Am I spoiling? The, no, this is just like the basic setup. Right? Also, the movie came out 20 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> So anyway, they're on a boat and the boat gets hit by uh, a giant piece of ice. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the boat sinks? Yeah, this movie came out. When did Titanic come out? I feel like um, I saw three movies in one week. Uh, now, if the timing of this is wrong and I'm remembering this wrong, that would not fucking surprise me because... Um, but I remember in one week, I reckon I saw American Beauty. I saw Being John Malkovich. And I saw... What was the, um, uh, the war movie with... Uh, uh, oh, it was a really good Three Kings. Three, is it called? Three oh yeah, Kings? Three Kings. Three Where Kings. they're searching for gold. Yeah, yeah. And I reckon I saw those three movies in one week, and it was just one of those weeks where I was like a young stand-up comedian, and like I was living like in a suburb that had like a movie theater, and I was doing fuck all with my days. Yeah. And just like three times during the week, in the middle of the day, I went to the movies by myself because that's <laughs> what you used to do when you're a young stand-up comedian. And like in three in three goes, I saw those three movies in a row, and I just went, fuck yeah. <laughs> Movie, movies are pretty good, eh? Movies are pretty good, good right Movies now. right now. Like, movies are great. I can't remember since then ever <laughs> seeing three good movies in a week. Movies are not that good anymore, I don't think. I don't think they're like that. They're not at that caliber of like original. I think all three that you just named were like original scripts. They weren't like... Everything now is something What's else. What's the last really good movie you saw? Uh, Did you say Get, I, uh, Get Out? I saw Get Out, but I, uh, Baby Driver I thought was really good. Oh, I, I haven't seen that yet. I've not been able to go to the movies because of my sore back, so I haven't been able to sit down to go to the movies for... It's one of those yeah, things. I feel like that's another scenario you could get kicked out, possibly arrested, and you might not want to broach that subject, like pacing around a, a movie theater. Well, th- Do you think you could get <laughs> in trouble for that? Again, I don't want to give away too much <laughs> of the show, but this, okay, was, yeah. this was why it was so hilarious to people when uh, what I was accused of uh, happened because... Uh, as everybody in my life knows, one of the things that I'm famous for with my friends is they mock me because I'm the sort of person that if the movie gives you the seat that you're meant to sit in, even if there's no one else yeah. in the movie cinema, I will be like, well, we should sit in our seat. <laughs> and it like makes my friends like mad because I'm such a fucking stickler for following the fucking rules. <laughs> and like people are just like, but at the movies. And I'm like, I know, I know. I would have brought, brought you guys. <laughs> <a>, sorry. <laughs> Um, 
Do you make people do that? Like, or do you like say like, have a seat? That's your seat, even if they want to move. I, I don't. Anyone else can do what they like to do. <laughs> what I like to do. No one sits next to you at the movies. I, would, li- I would like to just sit in the seat that we have been assigned. I'm staying right not here. Make, not make a fuss. They wouldn't have assigned us a seat if there wasn't a reason for this. Does that uh, rule apply for you at sporting events? Like, if you see like closer to the sporting event. I, you know what? I'd be like, hey, I'm just comfortable in the seat we're in. <laughs> what if those people come? If they've just come late, I'm all, all I'm really avoiding is that moment where, like, my worst case scenario is this environment where somebody else rocks up and we're in their seats. Yeah, where I, you, and then you have to have a real life confrontation. Yeah, and I like to avoid real life <laughs> confrontations. Yeah. So again, me too. The whole fact that I was arrested <laughs> on the plane came as a surprise to me and everyone I know. Yeah. <laughs> Not really a confrontational guy, but uh, yeah, no, I I just like to sit in the assigned seat. Did you see the news story recently where uh, Ann Coulter took pictures of people that were sitting in her seat? Did you see that? Oh, I did see this, yes. This was on a, where was this? Was this at a plane? It was on some, I don't know what airline, but she, like her, I don't even know what happened. Something Ann Coulter rate. First of all, she was like in coach, which you wouldn't think Ann Coulter would be in coach. Well, I mean, you know, you can't fly, like, first class, flying first class is expensive. But she's doing pretty well. Isn't she, like, a number one bestseller to... Yeah, but some people also, you're like, well, you know, like, it costs, like, so, well, for example, because I've got a really bad back, um, uh, I've got a flight to Vermont, and Vermont's a pretty big flight from LA, and it's to play a comedy club, so they don't book in first class. Um, so I, because my back is so terribly bad, I, the other day went to see what it would cost me to upgrade my flights. Just like, if I just don't do it, yourself? like, uh, well, just cause my back's so bad. I was like, you know what? If I don't make any money from these gigs, I don't care. I just need to be able to walk. Right. Yeah. So I go on and like, I can upgrade one of them a bit, which was good. So that was helpful. And the other one, it would have cost me three and a half thousand Australian dollars to upgrade my flight. Just for the upgrade? Yeah. So you know what? Like, I was like, no, I just, I'm sorry. Sorry, bad back. You're just going to have to get jammed into another <laughs> seat and we're going to have to fucking deal with that because, uh, you know, that's... So that was I mean, the short flight, the first class of a short flight in Australia or an international flight? No, that was, that was for me to fly back from Vermont to get my oh, ticket oh, okay. upgraded. Back to LA from Vermont. That doesn't seem like the right price. I it was n- uh, no, well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> it was not the right price. It seemed like the right price. It cost 300 on the way up. But I guess just because it was so... Like, you know, in demand, that ticket or whatever. Like, it, they had some outrageous price on it. I mean, I'm sure I could have probably gone to another airline and... Um, but we were trying to upgrade, you know, flights yeah. that we already had. Like, there was probably... If I'd gone and searched out another airline and bought a whole new flight, I might have been able to find something that was half that price or whatever, but... <laughs> well, Ann Coulter handled a very similar situation by just taking pictures of the people on the plane. It's like... A <laughs> that's how she handled, like, her ticket being sold she took there's all these pictures on her twitter account of like random people's faces looking like up at her while she just like took pictures of people on the plane like that's how she handled the the airline messing up well i mean she dragged dragged everyone on that plane into a whole like social media like she thought she was making i don't understand the point she was trying to make what point was she making (laughs) like these are the people like in in my bad situation (laughs) i don't know what point 
Yeah, <laughs> and it's not their fault. Yeah. And I don't think they've given you permission to broadcast their faces out into the world. Right, and that was like the face they were making. If you look at those pictures, it was like the face you would make if your next words are like, you're not going to put this on the internet, are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like this blank, like, what? Oh, is this an internet picture? Hang on. <laughs> you're not getting me involved. Hang on. Hang on. I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. Or I do know you, and I don't I like you. I kind of know you. Are you a celebrity? No. Is you're, this going to be on the internet? <laughs> you're that horrible lady from the roast, <laughs> yeah. right? I think I want to be on your Twitter. I want to be on your Twitter. <laughs> but I don't even want people to know I'm on this plane. Why are you taking a photo <laughs> Why of me? are you? <laughs> I went to yeah, Vegas she... with my friends. I'm not meant to be here. I told my wife I was at a work conference. <laughs> Why are you? It was like one guy's face is like, oh, God. Oh, the God. jig is up. Oh, well. <laughs> well, my weekend's ruined. Yeah, well, I guess I've gone back to have one family. I'm about to go from two to zero families. Well, I guess Come I'm on. an international I, news story. I guess obviously. I had a good ride. <laughs> guess I had a good ride. I was really good at secretly traveling for a long time. I'll you pat myself on the back. I, I went on a lot of flights without anybody knowing. Did not see this contingency coming. <laughs> it's just not something I planned for. I didn't plan to take pictures, take pictures of people randomly. Post it on the internet. I mean, now that it, like now it's happened, I guess it's something we could have planned for. But you just <laughs> don't imagine have, this is like. I should have at least wrote it down I as mean, a possibility. We do so much training. I mean, put it in the manual for next time, clearly. But but that goes back to what you're saying, like the amazing thing of that that she could do that. That you can pull now if you're having a bad situation, you can just with the power of the internet just drag everybody <laughs> into that terrible situation. If you're like a known person, just get the whole get like look at this guy. Oh, it's not just happening to me. Look at that guy. And you get the whole plan. <laughs> just get... I mean... Whatever I, the situation. Just drag everyone around around you into the news story. Well, I think that's just the thing these days as well, isn't it? That, like, everybody's got a camera in their hands. Yeah. So, anything can just suddenly become a news story. Or if somebody just takes a bit of footage from... Like, that's the thing that you see so much on the news now, which is, like, you'll see some footage of someone not shaking hands with someone or giving a look to someone. And yeah. it's like, well, they actually weren't. Like, you've just taken some bit of footage on your iPhone from the wrong angle that yeah. made this look like it's something that it's like not. Like, it was just a weird hug. Like, weird every hug. day, there seems to be, like, one of those in the news where you're just like, this is not a thing. Whatever remember this once, is. Remember like, in George Bush's remember time. Remember the news used to be things? Yeah. This is not a thing anymore. <laughs> I feel that way every time I go to any news site, like, headline. I'm like, none of this is, I don't need to know any of this. On the Australian one, the last three days, the top story, like, the main one, news.com.au, which is, like, well, the main Murdoch one, the main tabloid sort yeah. of you know, news source, right, in Australia. Like, the top story every day is about Game of Thrones. I was like, <laughs> when do we stop even pretending? Like, it's up the top. They used to at least put that in entertainment, even if it was like the top red story. Yeah. But now they're just like, oh no, today's big news. It's what happened on a TV show. <laughs> Game of Thrones recap. I love how the, uh, there was just that hack that happened where uh, instead in fact, of going after like government secrets, these like... Uh, Hackers just uh, took episodes of Games of Thrones, like hacked into HBO. I imagine hackers, like you have a choice of what to hack if you're a really good hacker. Like put yourself right. in the place of like... I imagine so. Like right. I'm the world's best hacker. I could, I could like send Trump emails out there. I could get... I could get passwords for Russian dignitaries. There's a lot of stuff. I could break into the Pentagon. He went like HBO.com. Right. <laughs> just took their library of upcoming episodes. And that was the carrot they dangled in front of America. Like I got spoilers. And right. America's like, put an end to this. Hit the red button. Should we hit the red button? This is red buttonable. Is this red buttonable? Okay. I've gone on to news.com.au. So this is just from yeah. today. Um, 
uh, the 3rd of August. Um, oh, no, I'll, you can Oh, I'm, you're reading. I, I will read you some stories because this will give you a little sense of, you know, what people are believing is news. So the biggest story, uh, your biggest story in the corner there, you know, photo there, uh, it's an Australian-American story. A uh, bit of phone call leaks. I have had it. This is ridiculous. The entire transcript of the notorious phone call between oh, yeah. Donald Trump and Malcolm Turnbull, the Prime Minister of Australia, has been leaked and it's not pretty for either of them. So let's have a look at what your president and our Prime Minister... Well, had, you're a Prime Minister. Had to have <laughs> this, this is what tears our friendship apart. This is what they had to say. <laughs> well, you're a guy. No, I bet... Oh, I haven't read this yet. This uh, is here great. we go. Um, we'll, we'll go uh, at one point, Trump tells Turnbull... You're worse than I am. Uh, before ending the call, saying I've had that it. implies that Trump knows he's terrible. Right? He's just like, listen, I'm a horrible person, but word on the street is you're pretty bad yourself. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, this is listen. I'm a monster, and you're doing some pretty monster type stuff. And I know because I'm a horrible monster. Okay, here we go. Um, so that was the big story. Then uh, drunk mistake changed my life. Uh, that's about a guy who threw a beer can at a sporting event. That's the second biggest story. Um, <laughs> holiday picks expose welfare cheat. Uh, that's a story about uh, somebody who's uh, on welfare and there's some pictures of them snorkeling on holidays. That's the that's the third biggest story. On the so they took a picture of just a random person and found out they were a welfare cheat? Well, I mean, I don't know how it's come out. I'm not going to dig into it, but they're a welfare <laughs> cheat and they've been snorkeling. That's the third <laughs> biggest story. Uh, and then the fourth biggest story... Bachelor blow up. She's a bitch. <laughs> so, Is that Australian? Australian, Australian bachelor. Yeah, Australian the bachelor. So um, they're the big one ones. One of the guys said she's a bitch. Uh, she can't. Uh, no, can't it's no. He's it's a he's he's. There's one bachelor, Matty J, mm -hmm. and all the girls. They they they're saying that one of them's a bitch. Uh, but here's the next story. It's like, that's like a person auction. Here you we, just described right. so that's <laughs> like an auction of people. So four, <laughs> four stories up the top there. And here's what else we decide is news these days. Why Kevin Bacon refuses to dance to Footloose. That's a story. Why does he though? I mean, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's just like an overtime. Like it's like... Uh, like, I met, I bet if you met Dolph Lundgren in the hallway, he wouldn't want to say, if he dies, he dies. Because <laughs> it's like he's probably sick of saying that. If you ever spot Kevin Bacon at a party with his wife, Kira Sedgwick, oh. don't expect him to kick off the Sunday shoes. <laughs> Many fans still recognize him as rebellious Wren from the 1984 hit film. And now this See, is that's what's annoying, because he's like, I've done a lot of stuff since right. then. Like, a lot of stuff. Yeah. I no one saw Halloween. I, I see people at parties. No one asked me to flatline. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> What's another? I'm trying to think of a Kevin Bacon movie. He's in every movie and I can't come up with, in my brain, my brain can't come up with one Kevin Bacon movie. Uh, he, he, this is Kevin Bacon speaking here. Uh, if we actually go out dancing, the DJ always puts on Footloose. Oh, that's annoying. And people form a circle around me, clapping in unison, expecting me to perform tricks like a trained seal. Oh, boy. So I tend to avoid it. I can understand that, Kevin yeah, Bacon. Yeah, you know what? That is I just totally switched right over to Kevin Bacon's side. Like, literally, if, it was, if you enjoyed it, that would actually make me... You know who'd enjoy it? Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom Cruise would be like, yeah, let's do oh, it yeah. again. And you're like, no, no, no. The totally rational reaction is... 
to not enjoy that. <laughs> that would be terrible. But how many, maybe he should just stop going to DJ situations. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think maybe he should avoid, I mean, there's only a handful of DJ situations. Also DJ. Wed- also, weddings, large parties. Also DJs. <laughs> Come on. Don't think you're the first person who thought of it. That's what right, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Just be cool. That's, it's more of like a, like, He's just upset at the hacky premise. It's like, right. come on, come on, DJs. <laughs> he's just mad at the DJ. Yeah. Like, you guys are fine. I understand. He's playing Footloose. What can I do about that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing the natural thing that I would do if I wasn't Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Here we go. If I wasn't Kevin Bacon and I saw Kevin Bacon and Footloose played, I would join the thing that happened around Kevin Bacon. But I'm Kevin Bacon. <laughs> However, that doesn't mean Bacon and his 51-year-old spouse of nearly 30 years don't like to cut loose behind closed doors. Wait. We love to dance, and if we have our own party behind closed doors, we will dance all night, he explained. I Wait, mean, are I, you saying that's sexual innuendo? I mean, I, I think they just have, I like, mean, a man, private backroom dance party. I mean, but all night? That seems too long. They, but they still hire lunch. a DJ <laughs> and the DJ still fucks with them at their like private back backyard dance party. That's just them. The DJ is still like <laughs> popping in Footloose and just them two have to be like, okay, I get it. It's Footloose. Bacon and Sedgwick's lasting marriage has compelled many to find out what's their secret. It's gotten tiresome for Bacon. It feels like a, it feels like Kevin's tired of a <laughs> few on the way out? lines of questions. <laughs> I'm worried, really worried about Kevin Bacon. But he still doesn't shy away from sharing a few simple tips. That's a question I refuse to answer anymore. Well, all right. Well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But there are a few things you don't want to do if you want a long marriage, he said. One is to leave the toilet seat up and another is to say, I told you so. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, well, it's no, kind well, of a joke. Like, that's I mean, a little jokey. Yeah. That's a little like, like 90s. Yeah. That's like a Ray Romano joke. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin Bacon, uh, why you refuse to say? So that was like the fifth biggest story. Whatever I think we, after this whatever story. Whatever we didn't find out then, that was what they considered news. Yeah. World's fine, guys. We know why Kevin Bacon doesn't like being annoyed at parties. Uh, okay. So if you run into I like how they started it like that. Next time you're in a room with Kevin Bacon. Right. Bring up this tidbit of Next time you're at a wedding <laughs> with Kevin Bacon. And you're like, holy shit, is that Kevin Bacon? Did he know Samantha? <laughs> Does he know the bride? Because I know her really well, and she's never said, uh, on the weekends, I hang out with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is a good story. Darkest moments from family films. <laughs> okay. Where was that on the lineup of news? So this is about eighth. There are many family movie favorites from our childhood that contain dark scenes that still haunt some of us today. This like is Home Alone. Is Home Alone on there? This is news, by the way. <laughs> this is news. great. This is not a news site. So. Uh, the Flying Monkeys from The Wizard of Oz. Hmm. Yeah, whatever. The uh, Flying Monkeys. Artax the Horse Drowns in the Neverending Story. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Thomas J. Dies in My Girl, which is Macaulay Culkin yeah. when he died in My Girl. Uh, Willy Wonka's Crazy Boat Ride. No, yeah. no. What they're saying, scary. Oh, because that gets like mm. sort of chaotic. Well, there you go. That was like the eighth biggest article, and it, it best it got three eh, from us. Home Alone wasn't in there. Wasn't in there. <laughs> was not in there. Parents leave him. It it made me terrified. I got a complex about being left places after Home Alone. I was really scared that that could happen to me, because I was like, I'm from like a larger, uh, crazy family. I thought that if we flew, like that could that could happen i mean it could happen though right like i've heard of people who are good parents leaving their kids yeah. places 
Like I can imagine that happens. You just get confused about something and you could leave your child somewhere. Yeah. And then a robbery happens. And then a robbery <laughs> and then happens. you're involved <laughs> with <laughs> And then you're involved with stopping robbers. Right. <laughs> Who doesn't that happen to? I mean You're with your parents. It could happen. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It Twice. could happen. On two separate occasions. Oh, and the Maybe even the three. Was there a third home alone? I feel like there was like they kept going on the home alone premise. Was there Hang on. It's, it's probably film's most specific premise that they were just like, oh man, we didn't think a movie called Home Alone was going to do well about a kid who stays home alone. We got to come up with a second way that he's home alone. Hang on. Is there home, there's five Home Alone? Oh, is there we five? Go. All right. So Home Alone <laughs> is a series of family comedy films directed by Chris Columbus. Mm-hmm. He did one and two. Uh, Raja Gosnell, he did three. Rod Daniel, he did four. And Peter Hewitt, he did five. Uh, the first two films, Home Alone and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, follow the adventures of a boy named Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Corkin, who during the course of the film gets burglars Harry and Marv, uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, arrested by using booby traps. The third twice, twice. The same two robbers, one time at your house in Illinois and one time in New York City, and they made that work. The third film, Home Alone 3, <laughs> has a similar plot, but with a new protagonist, Alex P- Pruitt, Alex D. Linz, and more of a spy theme. A television film, Home Alone 4, premiered on ABC on November 3, 2002. The film features some of the characters featured in the first two films, including the protagonist, Kevin McAllister, but with a new cast and storyline that doesn't fall into the same continuity. A second television film, Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, was premiered on ABC Family on November 25, 2012, as part of the network's special programming block, countdown to the 25 days of christmas like home like home alone 3 the film doesn't revolve around kevin but i was te- just gonna say a 23 year old kevin McAllister is left on a holiday train so this is what i'm saying how about we do home alone 3 because yeah. let's cut out the other fucking bullshit ones let's just go back to canon which is the kevin McAllister cut films, the crap. right because they switched to it wasn't yeah we got yeah. we got to make the actual third Kevin McCallister. We got to make the third one right. With Classic Mac- reboot with Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin is the parent who leaves his own child home alone because it's like Dumb and Dumber. He's a we pulled the addict. Dumb and Dumber treatment. <laughs> <laughs> we put it through the old Dumb and Dumber filter. They're they're there, but now they're kid. Is that right. is that the premise of Dumb and the like new Dumb and Dumber? What's the premise of that? I mean, I don't I think assume that it was about their children. I don't and think <laughs> that I saw it. I think I, I might have saw a half of it. I haven't either, and I assume it's about their children who are just equally as dumb and also best friends. And they just, like, do the first Dumb and Dumber movie again, but with the sons of Dumb and Dumber. That's my assumption of what happens in that movie. I must admit I was not even that big a fan of D- D- uh, Dumb and Dumber the original <laughs> time. And over the years, it's become one of those things when people quote Dumb and Dumber I've put them into a certain category in my oh. mind of like if I was on a dating site, like you know, one of the, it'd be like dislikes people who quote Dumb and Dumber and Anchorman, like, <laughs> like just not that I hate. I thought you were gonna say you're gonna sway on people that were like likes Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Just a Dumb and Dumber enthusiast. You're like no, 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 and there's a bunch of them in a row. <laughs> oh God, one of these Dumb and Dumber enthusiasts. <laughs> no, no, no. It's more in like a, a men, men. Men that I'm not going to like often love to quote Anchorman or Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. That's what I have found. Like that, and that, that, isn't that, is that where that line is like, 
there's a one in a million chance that'll happen. So you're saying I'm a chance. Yeah. Like if I hear one, like that's the sort of thing that I can hear a sort of bro sort of guy say. Which that is makes also me just want to smash <laughs> in his face. I don't know why, but it's like a trigger sentence for me. It's also like not like a quotable line. That's just like a phrase. Right. <laughs> a very general phrase that happened to make its way in that movie. And you're quoting it as like, you don't know that that was a previous phrase. That was upsets me. No, no, no. It just makes me angry when people quote. Anyway, whatever. My they're like, is- I'm back from The Shining. No, that's just, a <laughs> phrase. that's just a phrase. You can walk back into a room and say, I'm back. It's not from The Shining. He says it in The Shining. <laughs> It's not the first time my back was said wasn't in The Shining. You know that, right? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm back. Is he quoting The Shining that, again? Why is he should we watch The Shining? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I come home from the store, you want to watch The Shining. Why is that? Well, you're the one who keeps quoting The Shining. No, I'm just saying <laughs> I just left for seven minutes. <laughs> well, you were obsessed with The Shining. <laughs> no, I'm just back. I was... You didn't notice I was gone. <laughs> I'm back. And, they, and they've got a kid called Johnny. And he keeps coming in. He's like, here's Johnny. Again, do you want to watch the... Again. What are you... Do we own The Shining? I feel like we should own The Shining. <laughs> I always want to watch it. And it, we don't own it. It's weird. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> that's becoming a thing now. Of like, I just won't watch anything that's not available immediately. I've just thrown out a whole bunch of DVDs because I had like so many DVDs yeah. in my office at home and I realized that I just, not, I'm not even sure that I have a DVD player in my house anymore. I don't bother with things anymore. Just in a general sense of like, if I need <sighs> to place an object into another object, I don't even, well, I'm DVDs, just, I can't think of the last like CD I listened to. I'm changing over between computers at the moment into like I bought myself a new computer and it's like, it doesn't even have like all the portals and cords and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to downsize even more. <laughs> I'm not even sure how I'd plug a DVD player into this thing, even if I had one to plug in. Like, it's just getting to the point where they don't want you to have anything. And I'm fine with that, by the way. I don't like lugging stuff around. So I'm, I'm actually quite fine with the idea of just having everything in the one place. Yeah. But that's what I'm worried about. I was saying that earlier, that the like sort of older generation, I'm worried about that. Like we can't even handle that kind of stuff. And they're still like, where do you buy a newspaper? <laughs> and oh, I'm yeah. worried they're going to get like passed so fast and just sort of be like lost people and sort of this like lost generation, <laughs> even more so than uh, like old people were in future generations. Cause, uh, Cause technology happens so fast in our time of like upgrading technology that I feel like they really are going to get like, it's going to go from like DVDs to like GPS based, <laughs> like opening things with your brain. And well, like it's not just about, un- but it's not just about understanding how to use the things, but it's also about understanding like, you know, like part of the reason all this stuff with the fake news stuff has happened all around the world is because people are able to technically access the information, but they don't have it in place like the skills or experience or whatever to go, oh, this is not real news or this is well, yeah. not well sourced or this doesn't come from a reputable newspaper. So somebody sends them something that looks like an article that looks like it has facts in it and they believe it because they haven't spent enough time in that place to yeah. understand all the traps in that place. Or they give all their money to a Nigerian prince or whatever because they don't understand that everybody who contacts you on the internet, you know, they click on some link that looks like it's, a ta- they see this thing from the tax department and they go, oh, Oh, well, I'm a law-abiding person. I should respond to this letter from the tax department, but it's not—it's not a letter from the tax department. It's fucking an internet thief trying to. That happened to me. That's called them. phishing. That happened to me. My Twitter account. I thought Twitter was just making me re-log into right. something, and I got—I totally got—I got fished. Yeah. But this was like the early days of Twitter. 
Yeah, I got almost like uh, the other day on, uh, like I got an email from Netflix and it was like the first bit of it was like logging to change yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, hang on, this that's is the big, that's the, like, that's the red herring. If they asked you to re-log into things, yeah. like, no, I'm being fish. No, no, yeah. No, thanks, man. <laughs> no, thanks. No, thanks, man. It must be hard for people <laughs> who actually job it is. Well, you're to, not supposed to like, send them an email like, at all. You don't have to say, hey, listen, man, hey, man. I'm not falling for this. No, no thank you, sir. No, thank you. I say good day pass. to you, sir. <laughs> pass. I'll yeah. pass. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually. I'm not opening this. I'm gonna give you the first eight numbers of my credit card. No, I want to live like a week where you respond to every single email you get, no matter what. I mean, <laughs> that would be a fun experiment. <laughs> like people that just like join this uh, service. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> but you take the time with every single one. And it's literally one of those things where, like, you know, it's the ones you've signed because you bought concert tickets or whatever. Yeah. So, so they send you like lists. Hey, of, now like, there's more Pandora channels. Oh, that's great. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for checking in. <laughs> Billions is a really good show coming up on Netflix. Oh, man, I did check oh, it thanks, out. Man. Yeah, I really like Paul Giamatti. Sand. I'll have to watch that. <laughs> that would take up your whole day if you did that. I have this really weird habit where I don't erase things in my inbox, and it's getting like like I'm like a digital like hoarder. Like if you went through uh-huh. my digital like fingerprint, you would just be like, this guy doesn't, this guy doesn't like erase things. <laughs> like he doesn't get rid of things. It's weird. I just don't, I don't take the time to do it. I'm going to look into my spam folder and say, uh, well, not wh- even that, like my main, my main inbox. Is yeah. My, mine's my main one's pretty cleaned out. Cause I've actually been doing some stuff on that, but what could I respond? We'd, we'd have, um, yeah. Oh Jesus. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> I like this from Kayla. Uh, forward 12 nude photos. Uh, here's the link to the pics you asked me for. Yeah. Um, but what I like about her <laughs> one is it's like pics, P-I-C, and then like apostrophe S. I think that my response would just oh. be like, oh, you don't need to use that. You know, here's how... Uh, it's not possessive. Here's how apostrophe... Yeah, <laughs> just, just, like, just, just a real quick thing. Just a real quick thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, Carol. Thanks for the... I, Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> I, uh, thanks for the nudes. Thank you. I can't remember requesting them, but yeah, I'll think about it. I'll think about thank it. Thank you, regardless. <laughs> and uh, thank you, regardless. Quick. Thing. In return, <laughs> if I get off of one thing, All picks. Right. Oh, so they say like, pick is that you requested. Here's yeah. the. Yeah. Here's the. Pick uh, is. He's he's a good one. Uh, Viagra and Cialis have sent me an email. Why are you getting these types of emails? Well, I mean, it's good that the two of them have got together. <laughs> this is what I, because actually, I believe they're I'm questioning your technically whole competing <laughs> brands in the same area, but they've got together Viagra and Cialis and put together a combined email. Oh, and uh, it says super discount sixty one percent. So um, I could just get back and saying, well, sixty one percent is a really specific amount to. <laughs> Discount. Wait, get back. <laughs> Wait, hold on. And hold on. I just want to follow up. <laughs> That's just, like a really complicated yeah. follow up. Can you uh, send me the uh, statistical analysis of that? It's exactly 61%. <laughs> Could you send me the data from your labs? <laughs> um, Actually, can you just connect me to the lab? <laughs> can you send me the direct email address of the Cialis lab? Thank you. Send. <laughs> Oh, hang on. Here we go. Look forward to hearing from you. That's how you end up. Look forward to <laughs> getting that information. <laughs> Uh, this one's from info at elitegroupphoto.com elite uh-huh. uh, under the heading SUP. <laughs> oh, man. They're bringing it down to your level. Yep. They're like, this is how he talks. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> Dating draw for men wallowing in money who enjoy daring lovemaking. Oh, I'm out. I would like to say I do enjoy daring 
Are you, are you waddling in money? <laughs> yeah, do you waddle? Do you I'm waddle? waddling in money. Sorry, I'm I'm waddling. <laughs> Would that be acceptable? Uh, I'm dear, currently waddling. Yeah. That's what you just said. Dear info. Wow. I'm currently waddling in money. <laughs> Would that, would that be close enough? I'm currently... The only reason I'm responding to this is because I'm literally waddling in Would money. you accept someone who's waddling in money rather than wallowing in money? Are you waddle, wallowing? Uh, wallowing. Walden University. Uh, oh. We can help you take... We can help take you where you want to go. Getting started today. So I could do that. Or I could take a breathtaking river cruise in Europe. That's pretty good. Um... That is pretty good. Oh, here we go. This is this is an email that feels like it's been sent from the past. <laughs> fax without a fax machine. Because oh. you can. It's called email. Yeah. That that feels like someone explaining email. <laughs> Who travels? We have an idea. It's like the faxless fax. It's like a time traveler yeah. who began their time travel in like 1982, <laughs> and now they come back. They come back to now, and they're like, "In the future, you can fax without a fax." We're like, "Yeah, we well, yeah. we can uh, uh, send video instantly. <laughs> we can live stream our entire day to every single person." So, well, here, one, hang on. This one's from a charity that I uh, support called Berry Street, um, but it, uh, they've columboed me in the in the heading here. It just, it just says. I have one more question, Will. Whoa. Whoa. Hello. <laughs> I don't remember talking to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's abrupt. Uh, do, I need to, do I need a lawyer or something? What's, yeah. what's going on? Follow here? up. Can you tell me what we've been talking about? <laughs> Can you just quickly <laughs> rehash? I have a uh, bad memory. Hang on. I've got, I've got one here from Professor Viagra. Oh. Yeah. Wait, so, you subscribe to several penis pill warehouses. <laughs> Is that what's happening? <laughs> These are like these are like distribution centers of penis I mean, pills. I've been contacting uh, you directly. I have had a Yahoo account since <laughs> you had a funny name for your account. Like it <laughs> doesn't have my name in it. It's like a funny name at yahoo.com. Like I've had this account for 23 years or something. So it's great the, you're writing it out. So in the spam folder, it's fair to say it gives some interesting <laughs> things great. that have come my way. Um, let's see what else is here. Uh, if there's anything weirder than uh, penis pills and <laughs> porn requests, um, a charity. No porn, not even porn requests. Like porn yeah. affirmations. That's like true. here's <laughs> porn, he's, he's porn the, delivery. Here's the porn you requested. <laughs> yeah. And your fax, porn. faxless faxes. Just your general. Obviously, obviously a lot of faxless faxes. Your general porn status. Like we uh, still like you. Here's some. <laughs> here we go. Uh, Oh, this one I couldn't read. Okay, here we go. Uh, L just nice at gmail dot com. Justin nice. E L E L just a nice. E L just a nice. Hi, my friend! Exclamation mark. I hope my letter will not be unexpected to you. It's not a letter. This isn't a letter. This is not a letter. And yes, it was unexpected. And you will not be surprised to learn about this exclamation. <laughs> I was. Uh-oh. For me, comma, <laughs> bad, capital O, bad, our bad. acquaintance <laughs> on the internet is also the first time. Well, that doesn't what? even make sense for what you Now we're going said. down a chop. Now we're going. We, we just treaded into choppy water. <laughs> Perhaps you want to know how I found you. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> this is, 
I mean, you do get me. That's the one thing. <laughs> this guy gets me. This guy gets me. Yep. Uh, I drew attention to the announcement in the newspaper. Mm. He said about dating agency for men and women, I decided to try my luck and turn to them. I received your email address in the agency. Oh. Uh-oh. I did not dare write to you for a long time, but I still <laughs> gathered my thoughts. <laughs> Should we turn this into a movie? I feel like we should turn this into a movie. And decided there's a to lot. Of, there's a lot of layers to this. Like it took him a long time. <laughs> like he found my details at some agency, right? Wait, should you get the contact information for this agency? It's like, which agency? Just a double check. Which agency is giving out my details? <laughs> See, that's what I'm worried about. Future generations—they right. believe every email they get, yeah, so exactly. they do follow up. You're like, excuse me, how did you get right. my information? Yeah, excuse me. This excuse this agency. Excuse me. This excuse will me, this, go, this will go unignored. Yeah. This agency you speak of. <laughs> Can you give me the name of the agency? You you failed to mention. Why the name did of you the not write to me for so long? <laughs> Am I intimidating? Is that the public reputation that I have? What are you worried about? Was it someone else who was? <laughs> I dare not write to you for a long time, but I still gathered my thoughts and decided to write you this little letter. Exclamation. That's a long. That's a long thought gather. Since I have no experience in such acquaintances. I do not know where to start. Do not judge me strictly, smile. Well, I'll tell you briefly about myself. My name is Elena. Oh, okay. What is it again? Her name is Elena. Oh, I think her. it's a woman now. Elena. I live in Russia. I'm 31 okay. years old. Here we go. I love movies and <laughs> Here music. Here we go. <laughs> I often visit exhibitions and museums. Uh-huh. I go in for sports, fitness. I do not have... Also, do not have bad habits. And I, lead a, and I lead a healthy lifestyle. Just ask her how, mu- how much. <laughs> Just send that. How much? Let's cut the shit, Elena. <laughs> cut the shit. <laughs> what are we talking? What are you talking? Rubles? Is it rubles? <laughs> are we talking about rubles? There you go. And um, an email from a script program. Learn how to use... Oh, yeah, le- I get those. Learn how and why to use character biographies. Wait, what? Learn how and why to use character biographies. Okay. I kind of want to know. That. All right. Well, I'll forge you that email. Right. If you like. <laughs> Thank you. I'll in like in like when you're writing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never I skipped that part. I let your imagination fill in cuz then you're like uh, like I I'm not thinking about how I want this character to look yet. I'm just sort of putting in characters and then I'll go back. Cuz you don't want to like set it up uh too much, right? Yeah. Welcome to Script Talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, <the laughs> you don't want to be like detailed, right? This is what I'm saying about being... You got to send me that This email. is my whole thing I'm saying about being John Milkovich. <laughs> yeah. You can't just write it. Yeah, this is right back go, to that problem. This is contingent on... Enter a s- John Malkovich. Yeah. It has to be John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interior, day. Again, it has to be John Malkovich. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a great movie. <laughs> just as long as one major thing happens. <laughs> I mean, isn't that one of those moments if you're John Malkovich and you get the he script He probably for, found out. I'm sure like... The script for, well, I'm sure he knew before... Somebody's like, you know, right. someone's writing but a, very, but imagine a script if, for you. Just in this scenario, somebody's gone away and they've written it regardless and then they've presented it to him and his agent's like, well, John, we've got the script. We got... I mean, we have to make this. I mean, they're looking for a John Malkovich type. We're in, going to make what this. I'm saying is they're looking for John Malkovich. They're looking for John Malkovich. In that the movie's called Being John Malkovich. And it's about it must have been the easiest time to be an agent or representative <laughs> to somebody. Listen, John Malkovich, I'm looking at a script. <laughs> it's about 
Well, it's about John Malkovich. <laughs> and you have to be there at 7 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> like, you can wait out when you tell him. Listen, John, Johnny, JM, you got to be somewhere tomorrow. And it's a really easy part. It's, uh, it's called being John Malkovich. <laughs> and you being John Malkovich should be able to nail this. That's where it gets weird. Isn't it written? Who? Um, Spike Jones is in the movie, right? Um, uh, probably. He's in lots of his own things. Well, he's like the main person in this one, is right? He? Is he? Is he? <laughs> I think, is he? Is he? <laughs> I think it is. I can't remember. I, can't, I mean, we, we probably look. I mean, we really should be finishing up. Do you have okay. things to plug? Um, what what can we tell people about about your life? I just need a lot of support in this whole uh, Andy Peters yeah, situation. In the battle for ultimate. Andy <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So and like any any help you could throw at Andy underscore Peters. Not the other one. If you even want to like be nasty towards him, that's Don't fine. Don't be nasty towards him. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> or just, you know, I mean, not nasty, but maybe just tell him, like, threaten him physically. Do <laughs> <I'm kidding>. not <laughs> threaten him physically. No, but he's he's actually my pal. We're like uh, Twitter pen pals now. And we met in person. So uh, right, like, of course. Charlie Kaufman, of course, right? Uh, being John Malkovich, of course he did. Crazy oh, yeah, fucking yeah. Ja- Charlie Kaufman. So he would have... Well, didn't he do the same thing with... Um, um, not check. Uh, um, who did he do? Who was in adaptation? Oh, Nick, uh, Nicholas Cage. Do you think that was the same situation where it's like, it has to be Nicholas Cage or he could have, like, it seems I like mean, he really picks the person. I, I would have said that you could have done like, uh, being Nicholas Cage. Though. That would have been another good option. Being Nicholas Cage. Yeah, being Nicholas Cage. I, I watched and you went inside Nicholas Cage's head. That would be a good spinoff. There's like a handful of people. And I think we've got most Nicholas Cage, yeah, Michael definitely. Keaton. Yep. Being Michael Keaton, I would watch that. Yeah. Are there any ladies? Like being Tilda Swinton, I would watch that. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, yeah, good <laughs> casting. That's, that's a really good... She's like the female John Malkovich yeah. to me. Like, yeah, to me, totally. she's like Lady John Malkovich. She is. If you could pitch... <laughs> if you were going to remake it, you could remake it and it could be being Tilda Swinton. Yeah. And people would be like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good modern that's, day take I would go to that. that. Yeah. Yes. All right. And well, Dolph Lundgren. So being that's Dolph it. Lundgren. Being that would Dolph be like Lundgren. the straight to DVD version of like... You get deep into the series, like, well, I live next to Dolph Lundgren, so we could just start filming. <laughs> being Justine Bateman? <laughs> just, yeah. just, um, yeah, that those are like, we covered everybody that I would see. Is okay. there any more? Did you know Michael Stipe from R.E.M. was the, the producer of Being John Malkovich? There's a little bit of... Being, he was? Yep. No. It's weird that he owns a production company. Well, he's one of the producers. I guess like he would have known Spike Jones from like video clip land though, right? He probably did. Spike Jones probably did some REM film clips or something. Yeah. He's like, it's like, time. I didn't ask for any money and it's time you gave me some REM money. Uh, I got this John Malkovich <laughs> idea. <laughs> you know, I told you I would never call in a favor unless it was like the favor. And John Malkovich has agreed to do a movie about John Malkovich. <laughs> and I just need like $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you were an REM. <laughs> You guys did well. I know you did well. Everybody bought that one album. <laughs> and then you had some other one. <laughs> Come on. That is like, he was just like held up for REM money. Oh, stupid. <laughs> I mean, that probably is. Oh, here we go. Like, um, They're just friends. And he was like, listen, listen. Um, this Michael, is why I brought Michael. you. Michael, you know how losing, is, you know how losing my religion sold like 80 million copies? <laughs> Can I have $3 million? And you're kind of a thrifty guy. Yeah. I don't see you spending money. You're lot. fine, man. You don't have a tiger <laughs> you or You got anything. some of that REM money. You got sweet money. <laughs> Can I have $3 million? 
Just plays. They had like in time REM was so popular. They had uh, that Everybody Hurts video. They had like shut down highways in Los Angeles. Money. That's how like powerful they were as a band. How many albums do you think REM? They had like eight or nine, sold. right? How, no, how many albums? Soul. Did, I'm yeah. terrible at figures. I'm not. I'm just. I'm, I'll never be a businessman because I can't do this exact thing where you're like, ah, oh, you sold this. Like tickets, ticket sales, I'm always really bad at that. When like clubs are like, how many tickets do you think you're going to sell? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> why don't we do, um, uh, okay, why don't we do this? We'll do like uh, the Price is Right style, higher, lower. So oh, okay. it's an amount of millions. We'll put it that way, right? Mm -hmm. So how many millions of albums do you think REM has sold? And I'll give you a units. higher or a lower. You album units. Yeah, album units. They're studio albums worldwide. All how, of them combined. Many? All of them combined. I'll give you a higher low. This is going to be like a embarrassing because I don't even know. Like, no, it's just a guess. What's an, aver what's an average in that world? Well, I mean, okay. What? 160 million. Okay, not that high. Lower. <laughs> 30 million. Higher. 45 million. Okay, this is not as much fun as I thought <laughs> it was going to be. 85 million. 85 million. So that's like a lot. Well, I would have got there eventually. But it's not like the most. What's the highest selling album of all time? What do you reckon the highest selling Thriller. album of all time? Is it? Probably. Or um, that Fleetwood Mac album, Rumors. Oh, yeah. I think it's Rumors. Not Back in Black by ACDC or something like that. Or Rolling Stones or The Beatles or something like that. Would there not be a Beatles album? That's it's like that first Three Doors highest. Down album. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first. It's that. that first it's that self-titled Disturbed album probably. That, uh, <laughs> I think it's the Bare Naked Ladies, the one with Chickadee the the Chinese Chicken. Chicken. Yeah. It's obviously that one. That one. That one did pretty well. Who doesn't know the Chickadee Chinese Chicken? Yeah, the Chickadee Chinese Chicken <laughs> album. That's number one. Then Back in Black. <laughs> then Led Zeppelin. Then. <laughs> All right, here we what go. What is it? Uh, 20 best-selling albums in history. Uh, all right. It, at number one, uh, the Eagle Greatest Hits album. Is that true? Yep, oh. 30 million copies. Um, when uh, Hell, is that called like When Hell Freezes Over? Uh, or is that something else? Eagles, their greatest hits, it just says. Uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller, mm -hmm. uh, second. Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin 4. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Billy Joel, Greatest Hits. Uh, ACDC, Back in Black. Uh, Garth Brooks, Double Live Album. Hmm. Shania Twain. Really? Fleetwood Mac Rumors. So, you know. They're, where are they in the The Beatles, world? The Beatles. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. That's got to bother Paul McCartney a lot because he owns, he's a Beatle and he also owns the Michael Jackson catalog. So he can't even, like he hedged his bets to get to number one and there's the fucking Eagles just being the Eagles, ruining everything. That must drive him nuts on a daily basis. Like Beatles isn't even up in the top five and he can't even get Michael Jackson up there. I mean, I think that he'd just be pretty happy with his life. You think so? I don't think that Sir Paul McCartney really looks <laughs> Pacing like... Pacing his man... Yeah. One of his eight mansions. Like, not only did he get to be like... You Fucking know, Eagles, man. <laughs> Fucking Eagles. It'd be great if you just get him in a corner at a party. You're just talking about... What's your favorite like, Eagles song? Fucking don't, don't even like Eagles. Actual it. Eagles. Actually don't you even have a fucking actual Eagle in this house? <laughs> You don't fucking talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. It's made me hate Eagles. the bird Eagles. You do not say the word Eagles. <laughs> what if I see an eagle? Won't go anywhere. Paul McCartney <laughs> won't go anywhere that you could possibly encounter eagle. an eagle. Won't go near it. Um, all right. We Who names their band after an album? How stupid is that? <laughs> well, that, that's that's why he called his band Wings because he want, that's like he wanted to actually yeah. pull off the wings. Hey, you know what the most important part of the eagle is, don't you? Yeah, the wings. <laughs> it's the wings. Fuck the rest of the eagle. Without the wings, the eagle's like a, a beaked 
uh, ferret. <laughs> oh, here we go. Let's see. If, uh, th th there's a little bit of information here about um, how it got together. Uh, development. Kaufman's idea of being John Malkovich uh, originated simply as a story about a man who falls in love with someone who's not his wife. Gradually, he added further elements to the story, which he found entertaining, such as the seventh half floor of the uh, building. Uh, in his first ideas, Malkovich was nowhere to be seen. He wrote the script on spec in 1994, and though it was widely read by production company and film studio executives, all turned it down. Hoping to find a producer, Kaufman sent the script to Francis Ford Coppola, who passed it on to his then son-in-law, Spike Jones. Jones first read the script in 1996, agreed to direct the film in 1997. Jones bought this, uh, brought the script He's to like, here, Spike, films, you, like, you like weird shit. <laughs> which agreed to produce the film in partnership with the uh, production company, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Single-cell producers Michael Stipe and Sandy Stern pitched the film to numerous studios, including New Line Cinema, who dropped the project after chairman Robert Shea asked, why the fuck can't it be being Tom Cruise? Nuh-uh. Is that yes. true? <laughs> Well, then they should just make that sequel. <laughs> Jones he, prob he probably brought that up on set. He's like, seriously, uh, we could have got Tom Cruise. Could have. Why, why the fuck can't it be being Tom Cruise? Uh, Jones revealed in a September 2013 interview that Malkovich asked him the same question during their first meeting and also relayed Malkovich's attitude after filming commenced. Either the movie's a bomb and it's got only... Oh, so this is what Malkovich thinks, right? Yeah. Either the movie's a bomb and it's got not only my name above the title but my name in the title because yeah. that's what you got to think about, yeah. right? So I'm fucked that way <laughs> or it does well and I'm just forever associated with this character. He got that one. Yeah, you got that one. <laughs> Thank God. I like John Malkovich. I yeah. think it is a good... Because if it was being Tom Hanks, it would be a bigger film but probably a less memorable film. But again, I think. why don't they make a series of them? Like you said, yeah. let's just reboot re yeah. re this universe. Being uniform. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> and it's a fun sports comedy. You could just apply it to any right <laughs> anywhere. Well, you know how everything's a universe these days. You know, you've got like the dark universe. You've got the Marvel extended universe. Yeah. You know, these sort of things. The being universe. This is the being universe. <laughs> Where and so some of them are lighter guardians of the galaxy style, like, you know, being Shaq. Yeah. And they find out that throughout the country there's a series right. of these portals in buildings that have, and they start investigating half well, floors. So you can have crossovers. Finding all the half yeah. floors. Yeah. Half Did floors throughout history, like Independence Hall had a half floor yeah. as being Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Did you see that uh, Tilda Swindon cameo in uh, <laughs> Being Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. I think they're going to do a Being yeah. Tilda Swindon. Yeah, I think she was in Being Shaquille O'Neal a lot. Yeah. She kept. She was like the lady that passed by. Something's going on with Tilda Swinton. She's in the Bing universe. <laughs> All right. We How finish. long would people put up with that? <laughs> Depends on the quality of the film. We films. just keep making it. We have to stop. We have to stop talking. Uh, Andy Peters, it's been nice to have you here. Get behind Andy Peters. Um, mm. I, oh, I am going to be in Vermont. Uh, uh, I was going to say stay in front of Andy Peters. Yeah, I'm going to be in, in Vermont um, at the Bur in, well, the Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington. Um, and uh, please come and see those shows. Uh, that would be really cool. Um, and uh, other than that, you know, I'm going to be back in Australia. We're doing some live TOEFOP shows, Charlie and I, at the Sydney Opera House. So they're on sale at the moment. So you can come out and see those. Or if you're in the United States of America and you're coming to the Los Angeles Podcast Festival, uh, we are going to be doing something at that as well, as long as my back is good enough to fly. So when is that? 
I usually just Stop go to that. Stop asking me questions that Sorry. I don't know the answers Sorry. to. I just wanted to know personally because I usually just go to that and later. end up on like seven podcasts. Yeah, it's later. It's later than it usually is. That's when it is. I just know that festival October, of the day that... maybe now? I, I, yeah. I just know that festival is the day I wander around a hotel and ask to be on podcast. Yeah. Well, well, it's that day. ask you to be on podcast. Yeah, it's that day. All right. Uh, it's been nice to have you here, Annie Peters. Thank you so much.